This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Welcome to the Halftime Show on Pulse 95 Radio with your boy Omar Alduri. Coming up on today's show, Nashua Tantawi will be on the show today. The licensed psychologist, fantastic therapist, and someone who specializes in a lot of things like mental health and also imposter syndrome we're talking about today we're talking about dealing and managing with a lot of things on the halftime show make sure you check it out 3 p.m i'll see you guys there this is the halftime show with omar alduri on pulse Salam and welcome to the halftime show on pulse 95 radio and uh, a refreshing morning to you all if you're tuned in to pulse 95 radio with myself i'm going to do it and it's happening because she came on the first time and she was fantastic and i just think that I had to bring her on again for you guys. Nashwa Tantari is on the show today and um, she is uh, is talking about some very, very important things. Let's dive into it straight away. Nashwa, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I missed the show so much since <laughs> last time. You did so good last time. I remember uh, two of um, my family members dropping me a message and asking me um, about you, about what you uh, specialize in, um, and for those that don't, obviously, you're a licensed psychologist and you have done such great things, uh, not just for your clients, but also for the region. Um, one of the topics that a lot of people now, especially, you know, are facing is burnout. How do we tackle burnout without burning ourselves out even more? Burnout is a universal problem. I can see sometimes teenagers coming to uh, the clinic saying that we're burnt out. So everyone is using the word these days. Mm. So the first thing in order to deal with such um, a very stressful life these days is first to understand what type of stressors that I am going through right now. Because sometimes the stressors are the normal stressors that we are going through in our daily life and we can just deal with them. Yes, it's never a pleasant experience to go through stress. But some other times when the stress is really overwhelming, to an extent that we started to have certain symptoms and we need to be aware of these symptoms because these are the red flags in order to really start working on the burnout because something should be done. So the first uh, red flag is whenever you started to feel that I cannot wake up in the morning to go to my work or to do the activities that I used to enjoy before and that I lost motivation or I started to question my abilities along with other uh, stress uh, symptoms, including fatigue, lack of concentration, and um, sometimes low mood, depressed mood and anxiety, uh, self-confidence issues. So it has to be like a combo of symptoms together in order to say that, okay, there is, I am on the tip of being burnt out and I have to stop and start taking care of myself differently because this can reach a point that it will be a real uh, mental disorder like depression or uh, chronic anxiety or something like that afterwards with, with stress i think sometimes people forget there's also good stress and bad stress with with that how do we what's the right way to kind of identify it so that we don't make it a habit to always think it's it's bad uh, uh, the thing is that whenever we are um, going through any sort of pressure or mm. uh, deadlines or something that we're supposed to do, 
it is always the brain starting to tell us that there is something wrong, mm -hmm. that we have to just sit down and relax because this is, again, it's the intention, the, the body uh, is always following or the mind are always trying to make sure that we are surviving. And surviving needs that we just sit down on the sofa, do nothing. So any type of stress will be overwhelming to the body and they will try to, or the brain will try to fight it a little bit. So to say that, okay, hold on here. There is a problem. It looks like it's overwhelming. Yes, it is something that we are trying to do with our own logical mind that stops sometimes with emotion. And then we are trying to differentiate because it requires us to really think what I'm really going through. So right now I'm working for my promotion or I am working on my graduation project to, to really finish my, my college or my school years. So it is a very positive phase in my life. And I'm really achieving something. And uh, it is something that I'm aspiring for. So I'm trying as much as possible to train myself to enjoy the ride or the journey and this is a term that we are trying to use several times don't just look at everything as a burden on you and you're just waiting to tick the box and say that it is done sometimes so many things that we are facing on a daily life are very positive and new experiences and things that we are learning from and if we just do this differentiation maybe going through the whole process even if it is a little bit stressful, but it will not be overwhelming and tiring and will not be complaining about it the way we do with negative or um, traumatic, stressful situations, for example. Fantastic. Okay, what a start to the show. Right, guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break with more on Pulse95 Radio. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show on Pulse 95 Radio with the fabulous Nashwa Tantawa. She's on the show again for a second time because she was so good on the first time that we had to bring her back. Nashwa, uh, we spoke about burnout in the first segment. Second segment, I want to dive into this one. And I want to ask you firstly what it means because social anxiety is something that has come up also, especially post-COVID and people getting used to being around people and people understanding, you know, what it's like to be out again. I know it's been a while, but people almost still have the leftovers from that. What is social anxiety? Uh, it's, it's a really important topic to talk about, which is social anxiety, especially as you were just saying that after COVID, there are generations that are coming with this idea of lockdown and everything is digital and, and, and so many restrictions in the social interactions to an extent that they, they start to feel very anxious whenever they are facing people or they are in any social setting. Um, so for example, if you can see that um, a high school student that was like staying home, doing everything with his gadgets and uh, even talking to friends and, 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 and watching YouTube or TikTok or playing games. And now all of a sudden they have to go to university face to face in person. So imagine all the feelings if they are not used to that that much. So there will be a, a great stress causing them to feel that avoidance. They want to avoid the situation. They just want to run away. They don't want to be in this situation. Why? Because most of the time they are afraid of physical symptoms to happen to them. Mm. If I will, I will flush, I will start to uh, sweat or to shake 
or to, to, to have some symptoms that like nausea or, or, or a stomach pain. So it accompanies the, the social anxiety as well, a lot of physical symptoms. Mm. And there is this, this um, exaggerated fear that something wrong is gonna happen. I will say a wrong thing. They will, I'll be embarrassed. They will laugh at me. Uh, they will not accept me or I will not leave a proper impression. And this applies on everyone. And um, at the beginning, they were they were saying that it can be related to certain certain age because it starts like with teenagers or uh, early adulthood. But right now, they are saying it started to be universal. Even kids can have social anxiety, and grown-ups and adults can have social anxiety out of a sudden as well because of uh, any changes. And uh, again, self-confidence is one of the main points that happened to, 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 to those people that they started to question their ability to really leave a good impression with people. So they try to avoid it altogether. Mm. Well, just listening to you say that, how do we, I want to say unlock, because it's like if I was playing a computer game and you mentioned gaming there for a second, I would want to unlock that so I don't have to face it. How do we unlock social anxiety? There are so many techniques that can be done in order to prepare ourselves for social interaction. So uh, number one, we need to understand that all this is fake. This is just our brain is trying to trick us, to tell us that something wrong is gonna happen. It is, um, it is not logical anticipation because we're not fortune tellers. We cannot tell what's gonna happen in the future. I'm not sure what's gonna happen in the future. We need to be aware as well that Several people around us are having the same fear because everyone in, in a group will be having his own questions and doubts about himself. So no one is like immune or no one is fully uh, confident about the situation, especially with settings like new places or people that are gathering together for the first time. So nothing wrong is going to happen. And sometimes we do some uh, uh, brain tricks that what is the the worst case scenario what are the other options that can take place and what my, what is my plan if something wrong will happen what i'm supposed to do just to feel that i'm equipped and sometimes even rehearsing through the situation or setting certain statements that i will go and say this and this and if i feel awkward or something wrong is going to happen i'll just say that and just i'm going to leave and i'm call i'm going to call a support system calling someone Breathing techniques, they work like magic. If we just train ourselves on, it is not something that we have to just start for the first time. Oh my God, I'm having a social anxiety right now. Let's breathe. Mm. I have to, to know the technique to be second nature. So I'm normally learning how to breathe on a daily basis. We say that you can do it three times per day, for example, morning, afternoon, before sleep, just training yourself on how to take a very deep, uh, breath uh, that will make you more comfortable in your conversation sometimes we need to have simple techniques like grounding ourselves in the place that we are in which is using the five senses trying to say that i'm here don't just go away and drift go away and drift away with your thoughts in a different place you're here i can see things i can hear things i can smell things i'm okay mm. 
Fantastic. Wow, that was so good. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Well, welcome back to the show. Plenty of uh, whew, plenty of golden moments here so far on the show with Nashwa We had We spoke about burnout. We spoke about social anxiety. And also really interesting in terms of affirmations, just things to say to prepare yourself for that. I thought that was fantastic. Um, let's dive into it. I don't even think one hour is enough, Nashua, to be honest. <laughs> I think we could, we could talk all day. Um, imposter syndrome, okay? This is another thing we've been listening to. We've been hearing a lot about. It's real. Um, what is imposter syndrome? So first of all, imposter syndrome, I hear it a lot. Everyone is coming to me, is telling me that I have imposter syndrome. And I'm always this nagging uh, psychologist telling them that, guys, it's not a diagnosable disorder. It is not in our uh, book of disorders, the imposter syndrome. Yes, all the symptoms of imposter syndrome are real. And it is something that we stop at and we try to, to fix and work on. So imposter syndrome mainly, as everyone is, is, is talking about it, is I feel that I'm not fitting in, in the place that I am in. So sometimes if I will join a new job and I feel that, oh, my God, I have no experience whatsoever. So uh, I, I, I don't know why did they choose me in that place. Or, or sometimes, like, if I open the practice, for example, I'm a psychologist, I opened a new practice, and then I stopped like uh, referring people to my clinic because I'm, I'm questioning myself. Oh my God, maybe I don't have the expertise to do that. I'm questioning myself. And most of the time questioning ourselves that deeply is not logical. And it, it is not coming from a rational thinking or specific um, uh, uh, proof or fact that there is something wrong. Because for this person that doing this job, for example, there are uh, like interviews and there are executives that have met him so there is a reason why he is in that place but it's always coming from the self-doubt mm. i am not good enough i'm not smart enough i'm not lovable enough i cannot do well in that place i'm not similar to these people some of these we call it core beliefs or things that we really believe about ourselves or about the relationship with others or about the world that are always wrong and negative. And sometimes they start very early in our life and they are very annoying mm. because it, 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 even if you are succeeding in whatever you're doing, they are spoilers. You always have this thought in your head that, no, it is not about you. Maybe this person did something to make it work. Maybe it's just luck. Maybe it is something else that caused this success to take place. You're always self-doubting, questioning yourself. And it is sometimes a nightmare because sometimes it can push you into failing mm. because you, you feel that I cannot do it, I cannot do it. Then the anxiety level will increase. Mm. And accordingly, this might interfere in the quality of whatever you're doing. Mm. How, much, how much of a role does technology play in imposter syndrome, like, for example, social media and scrolling and all that kind of stuff. And and maybe less is more. If we do that less, will that reduce our symptoms of imposter syndrome? It is, um, it is a great thing that you mentioned this one, because 
mainly it is not just related to imposter syndrome. The idea of just social media and being bombarded with all those people around that are doing great things, that are looking amazing, that their bodies are wonderful and they are very successful. And this will always leave us with self-doubt, especially that we're seeing ourselves this, the, the right way. We're just looking in the mirror. We're not looking in a screen. We're yeah. not looking in a picture, an amazing picture. So definitely you need to make sure that you're not exposed to certain content that is leaving a negative impact on yourself or, or increasing your, decreasing your self-confidence and increasing your self-doubt in a way. So make sure what type, I'm not going to say that. It, I, I'll be like saying nonsense if I will say that. Stop using social media. Instagram is killing you. TikTok is horrible because this is not going to happen. Mm. People are just using all of these uh, mediums and, and, and for some reasons they are good and, and delivering good content but the problem is there is no control whatsoever on the content that you're receiving and the brain our brain is not aware enough that what we are seeing is not really true so we're not always logical about it and this is one of the main things that we are we are trying to do some filtration mm. to whatever we're doing the, um, the, the amount of time that we're spending, making sure that we're not just escaping and, and having self-pity, watching things that are not even real. Wow, that was great. Okay, right. Let's take a quick break um, and come back straight after that with some more from Nashra Tantawi on Pulse95 Radio. We'll see you in a bit, guys. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Uh, welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you enjoyed the show today, uh, you can catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, if you prefer a podcast, or if you want to see a visual, head over to our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio, and we are there. We have some fantastic guests covering some very, very cool, important topics like mental health, gut health, and how important the brain is on performance and recovery. And this person here is fantastic for that. So if you have any questions, please leave it in the comments. Nashwa Tantai is on the show today. Nashwa, you've been up to a lot since I last spoke to you. What have you been up to? Okay, a lot uh, in my life uh, took place that might cause me to have the burnout and the imposter <laughs> syndrome and the social anxiety and everything like any other person. So I, um, I have opened uh, my new practice here in Dubai. Uh, it is a psychology and psychiatry center it's called Naftology Psychology Center. As you can hear from the name, it is Naf and Ology. It is from the Arabic word Naf, which is the self or the soul, which is something that I really believe in that we need to really get in touch with and work on in order to really reach um, this peace that we are all looking for. And with the ology part, which is the scientific part, because definitely we're, we're, we're like following the scientific standards and the universal uh, approaches that are being used in order to reach the best results. And at the same time, we have, um, I, 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 I was very passionate about this project because I have been uh, dreaming about it for a very long time because I need to put all my values my ethical standards, my views in life. The, um, I, I have a great belief that everyone is very unique and very different. And I cannot just, it is not just one uh, thing that fits all. It, it has to be tailored. Our culture and different cultures should be respected in the way we are offering the help or support. 
And this is part of our uniqueness in a certain way. So customization of our techniques, spreading awareness about mental health and being there in the community as well. Um, we are trying to do things as well with the Middle East Psychological Association because it's concerned more with the area and trying to do activities on ground, uh, psychoeducational activities, webinars, uh, interventions whenever possible. So we're offering definitely um, the one-to-one -one services to children, adults, uh, couples, um, and, and, and all ages. But at the same time, we're trying to spread the word that mental health is really, really, really important. And um, it cannot be neglected anymore. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, you definitely, uh, mashallah, outdid yourself on that one. That is uh, fantastic. And Sharjah would love to have you on this side of town. <laughs> Maybe open up a, a, a second It would be my branch. pleasure, for sure. It <laughs> would be fantastic. my pleasure. Um, thank you so much for taking the time out to see us uh, on the Halftime Show. I know you are super busy running all these things, but you, you took the time out, so I'm super grateful. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ahmad. Uh, guys, remember, every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time, we are here on Pulse95 Radio. Take care. And from me and Nashwa, all the best. Salam. Salam. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.